Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Greetings everyone and welcome to another Drunken Car Review. And today we're going to be discussing a car that I'm sure you have all heard of by now, at least if you must have been living under a rock. That new offering from Corvette. And because you still don't know, well, I can't help you there. We're also going to be discussing a little bit of news again from Chevy about a new engine they're going to be releasing soon. So let's hope we enjoy today's Drunken Car Review because I might get a little off the rails here with this new car offering from Corvette. Now let's get one thing clear about the new Corvette. I have mixed feelings about it. While I do think it is still an immaculately beautiful car, and the interior is still stunning beyond belief, I have struggles to make me believe that it is a Corvette, to be honest. I know it's not something to do with so much the rear engine aspect of it, as many people are getting a little antsy about, well, you don't like it because it's rear engine. I don't know sure about their shift from a 40 to 60 weight ratio to a 50-50, but all that's irrelevant. The main reason I don't like it is because it doesn't look like a Corvette when you first see it. From the front, it looks like a Lamborghini. From the side, it looks like a McLaren. And from the back, I'm not sure what it looks like. Maybe a Corvette from the back. That's the problem, though. It isn't recognizable to me as a Corvette. Maybe as they produce more years of this thing and it becomes more widely seen, perhaps I'll begin to recognize it as such. But for right now, I just have struggled seeing this as a Corvette. It doesn't have the shape. doesn't have the design. It's just overall not my cup of tea. But recent offering by Corvette has me thinking that over a bit. While I can deny it doesn't look like a Corvette, I cannot deny that it is a damn good car. They've only approved upon it with a new Z06 edition they've recently just unleashed. This is definitely a car that will get your attention. Because it is the most powerful V8 engine, naturally aspirated, ever put into a production vehicle. This thing produces over 850 horsepower. I think it's somewhere on the lines of 860 or naturally aspirated 5.5 liter horsepower. And that's not a big engine. It's like you expect like some big 7 liter engine to come out of that horsepower. But no, due to its flat crank design, it is allowed 5.5 liters to make the maximum size needed for this horsepower. Now granted, that has not improved the torque rations on this thing, but that doesn't change the fact that, well, when you can rev the car up to over 8,600 RPMs, it's not really necessary to have that torque because you can keep up that uh, speed a little better. Overall, the car design has changed drastically from the Z06 edition. It has got a wider stance, a lot wider stance. The rear end is actually almost four inches wider than the normal car. That is a huge difference. You hear maybe an inch or two out of some fender flares, but the actual size of the entire rear end is larger because the only thing they kept on this car, mind you, is the doors, the roof, and the tail open. But other than that, everything else has changed. The whole front end is different. The whole design of the car is different. There's even chassis adjustments on this thing. Everything is different, not just the engine, but offers a whole boatload of other options. 
It also offers a package called the Z07 option, which gives you carbon fiber up to the wazoo. Carbon fiber splitter, that's absolutely larger than even the aerodynamic package. They have the wing, they have the... But the most important thing they have, offering from the Z07 package, in my opinion, is the addition of having the option to get the carbon fiber wheels. This reduces almost 40 pounds and actually gives you better spring rate off the line. Overall, the car is spectacular. I cannot doubt that while it, to me, still doesn't look like a Corvette, I cannot deny that it is a good-looking, amazingly beautiful, I don't know how to say it. It's, a, it's the best-performing vehicle I think I've ever seen in a while. It could definitely give Lamborghini and everything else a run for its money, because now it's putting out the same power ratings as a Lamborghini, but oftentimes has a lot bit less weight as well. It is definitely a performance-based car for sure. Price on the car is going to be probably a bit higher with these options of the Z06, but overall the performance does not change that much from the standard car. While yes, you get more power and better handling and everything else like that, it's not like, for example, you know, I was concerned that with the addition of like a convertible version, that it would actually have to get chassis adjustments, making it a little slower as off cars are to do. But it actually doesn't need any of that stuff. Surprisingly, it doesn't need any adjustments. You can get the convertible, the hardtop, the stuff. Everything is optional, and it doesn't change the performance of the car a bit. And that's good because the, uh, at first when you thought the Demon was fast, and that's still faster, granted, off the straight line, but that doesn't change the fact that the 0-60 to 60 time in this thing is about 2.5 or 2.6 seconds. That is damn fast for any kind of vehicle of any kind, yeah, especially a sports car like this. It is a good option because at the end of the day, it ain't no $200,000 car to get all of these performance features. It is, well, most people put the price range at around a little over, uh, starting at about $90,000. Now that could easily get a little higher as you have the carbon fiber package and everything else, but the base EO6 is gonna say they're gonna start somewhere around 90. It could be 99.999 for all I know, but it, it's a good price still for the offerings. Expensive still as hell, but if you're looking, you got the money, it's definitely a contender with some more fancier brands like your Lamborghini and your Porsche, because it offers way the most, Almost, oh, actually, I'd actually argue to say better performance than even some of those cars. And the interior is also nothing to scoff at. Now, I'm still, I'm still, I, I have troubles with the, the Corvette interior. There's a few, the three major quirks I have with the Corvette interior. While it is stunning to look at and offers carbon fiber now options up to the wazoo in seven different color palettes and a whole host of different, everything with seatbelt options. It is definitely a very customizable interior and it looks stunning. There's, I think there's like three or four different seats you can even choose from. But the one thing I have problems with out of all of this is still some major design flaws in my opinion. Now, I did like the rear view camera originally with the camera on the back. You could flip your mirror on the front to actually get a better view of the rear because it has a camera back there. You also still have the standard light cam, just rear view. Body owl. Anyways, so it still has the standard my brain isn't working all of a sudden today. Mirror, yes, it's a mirror, that's what it is. Yes, it still has the standard mirror, but it has a switch underneath that allows you to get a rear view camera view of the, well, everything behind you. The problem is in the Z06 option, especially if you get the splitter and all the aerodynamic packages, which is an option, you don't have to get it, but if you do get it with those options, definitely blocks off, well, the car's rear view view. All you see is the big wing back there. The other quirk I have with this car, and 
this is more just for the regular Corvettes, is two major things. The dial selector for the shifting options. It is weird as hell. You have this kind of janky-ass little pull knob button thing. It's like a little bop-it system to shift your car. It's weird as all get-out. I mean, just a simple shifter knob, just a, a, a pull handle would have been a hell of a lot more convenient than this weird-ass janky thing. It's cool to use, I suppose, but it is still weird as hell. And I don't understand what idiot designed it that thought, yep, this works well. Nobody's going to get confused by this weird-ass janky shit. The problem is nobody even bothered to really try the thing out, in my opinion, because obviously if they did, I think they would have made some changes still. Now, it's quirky. It's kind of cool, I guess. And yes, it does cool to look at and use. But as far as practicality goes, I would say it ranks an F. It is completely wanky as all hell. Now, maybe if you get used to it, it's not that big a deal. But just a general consensus on the thing is that it's, well, janky as all hell. The other thing I notice about this car, I still cannot understand who designed that weird ass center console system for the car. All your temperature controls, everything from where the air goes and everything else, all of that is just kind of crammed onto the side on some kind of bar going down the center to the center console. It is still weird to me as all hell. I don't understand it. It's not convenient to look, it doesn't look convenient at all to use and I think it'd be very distracting to the driver or anybody for that matter. It also makes it so that your passenger is pretty much locked out of any use of those controls unless they're going to peek over the center console to use them. But at the end of the day, these are all just kind of gripes and whines and concerns even down to the looks. At the end of the day, if you're looking for a car that doesn't cost you and you got the money, an arm and a leg, I would still say the Corvette is by far one of the better offerings ever produced by an American manufacturer. I'm still not sure how the rear engine will work, as history has shown that rear engine cars don't go over well in the U.S., maybe popular now, but so was the Pantera and the Furo and the Corvair when they first came out. But overall, we'll see in the long run. It's hard to compete with this car, saying that it's not worthy of this kind of sales because it is still an immaculately, brilliantly designed car. I struggle to just get the words out because it's hard to speak when you have such, a, I hate to say beauty in front of you at the end of the day. While I still say it doesn't look like a Corvette, it's hard to argue that it's still anything but spectacular. Overall, I would say this car is a definite buy. If you got a hundred grand lying around or got the budget to get it, I would strongly advise it. You don't have to get the fancy Z07 option or even any of the wings, just the general Z06 just to get that engine is damn worth the price in my opinion. Plus. Every Z06 engine I forgot to mention is hand-built, which I still think is cool as all hell, because it shows if some guy can build that engine by hand, that means I can take it apart by hand, and I can stick some superchargers on the thing. Ha ha ha. Anyways, let's get on to a little bit of news, shall we? And this is also from Chevy. Now, to be honest, I have been a little leery of Chevy's electrification movement, and I'm concerned that it would completely annihilate any other hopes and dreams of ever producing any kind of gasoline vehicles. They fully intend to make every car fully gasoline. I don't electric. I hope they don't remove the gasoline option, but they definitely are pushing towards that potential outcome. That being said, it's not like they are completely blind and irrelevant to the ridiculous amount of horsepower being put out by Ford and Dodge in producing hugely, massively overpowered engines that people are buying off the racks like crazy. At the end of the day, they had to produce something. Now, they've had big engines before that put out like 800 horsepower, but they were still dwarfed by the elephant and the Godzilla motor by Ford, which in my opinion is still the best motor ever built. But the fact is, is that, at least it's the best name. Anyways, but the fact is they needed something to compete. Enter the 632 1000 horsepower engine. This thing is a behemoth of an engine, and it puts out a ridiculous amount of horsepower. At first, you thought the 500-plus engine that they produced was a ridiculously overpowered engine, and the Helifant and everything, but it still could not compete with Helifant and the like. 
but this engine definitely looks to improve upon that and definitely compete. Now it's still got your all your all the super upgrades and everything else like that, and it's still just a massive engine just to put out a ridiculous amount of horsepower. But at the end of the day, it is shown that while Chevy may at the end of the day switch to entirely electric, they are not blind to the fact that people still want gasoline in their engine. They still want to produce muscle cars. And I don't care what anybody says. At the end of the day, I will. It will be a cold day in hell before I fully electrocate any classic car of mine, in my opinion. I will end up putting this before I put anything. I don't care if gas costs $42 a gallon. At the end of the day, I still have complaints about the electrification movement by Chevy. And I pray to God that nobody actually buys their cars and dumps their engines like complete morons. But if you do buy this engine, I would strongly advise to just dump it into whatever you want. Enjoy it while you still can without the government breathing down your neck. And honestly, this is also a bit of a caveat to what I also think about customization cars. So often today, you see these ridiculous overvalues. It's still an expensive engine, I think. This thing's going to come in easily about 10, 15, 20,000. But it doesn't change the fact that people become very stale about car design. You either have to keep it so original that you can't touch the damn thing, or so ridiculously modified that it has to have the coilover suspension, everything else like that. Sometimes just buying a big engine, plopping the car, and making it the way you want is still better. Overall, I like the engine choices and I like the new Corvette options. So far, GM has done some redeeming of itself on a lot of its options, in my opinion. They've improved quality control and hopefully, hopefully they can get their act together before they try to push this whole electrification thing that probably will take another 20 years to actually get through the door. So anyways... That has been today's Drunken Car Review. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want more about the Z06 Corvette, I check it out on Chevy's website because I don't know how to link any of this stuff. But the fact is, I hope you all enjoyed myself and my rant and raving. And I hope I sound probably is just as more insane as usual because I'm a bit overtired. But I hope you all enjoyed my nonsense. If you like my insanity, like and subscribe to my ridiculousness. I hope you all have a wonderful day and a great night. Goodbye, people.